Welcome to the First Team College Football Recruiting Show with former NFL QB Matt Sims, Irish Breakdown Recruiting Analyst Ryan Roberts, and former college long snapper Joe DeLeon. another episode of the first team college football recruiting show where we catch you up on all the future stars at the next level for your favorite program i'm joe DeLeon, joined by former nfl qb and also founder of sims complete qb matt sims joining us as well is irish breakdown recruiting coordinator ryan roberts now we've done so many different position groups thus far we're actually kind of rounding the corner on all of the position groups that we've broken down four prospects at a time. Today, we're doing linebackers. We've got four extremely talented players that we're talking about, that being Anthony Hill, Drake Bowen, Troy Bowles, and Raylan Wilson. Guys, we always start the show off with a you know a fun discussion point before we break into these individual prospects. When we're talking about linebackers, besides, and I know all these guys had this on their highlight tapes, back-breaking hits, just totally smacking dudes. It seems like it's like a, a prerequisite for a linebacker highlight tape is make sure you have as many big hits on the highlight tape as possible. But if we're talking about traits though, what are some of the things that we're looking for in the top linebacker prospects? Let's kick it over to none other than a former college linebacker, Ryan Roberts. Well, I mean, I think that the thing that gets you excited about all these players, is they have a lot of physical traits that really get you excited and we'll kind of break down a lot of those. But I think Joe, the one thing that people don't talk about enough at the linebacker position, man, is it's an extremely cerebral position. It really is. Being able to read, diagnose quickly, because working on the second level, man, things happen quick. Pulling guards, down blocks, eye candy. like there, A lot of things happen in very tight windows and very quick timing. So the ability to diagnose, the ability to really kind of be proactive versus reactive, those things all matter so much on the second level. So for me, instincts and the cerebral qualities of the linebacker position are something that are paramounts, you know, because I see on a year to year basis guys that are tremendous athletes on the second level, but they don't understand where they're supposed to be going on the football field, right? They always take bad angles to the football, wrong gap integrity, those types of things. So it starts with me for the mental side of the game. And then after that, everything is just, you know, bonuses are the quick twitch ability to, you know, trigger and then, and then change direction in, in a, in a good capacity coming to balance in the run game is a big thing for me right like I mean you noticed on the film there's some massive hits and it is a talent for players to be able to come to balance as a tackler and deliver nice blows and to be a solid wrap-up tackler and deliver those type of shots in tight spaces as well so I think balance is a key thing of linebacker play I think quick twitch muscles are a big thing and then angles are like the biggest thing that Mm -hmm. comes back to the the diagnostic ability, you know, taking proper angles of attack, not attacking where a player is, but where a player is going. There's a lot that goes into linebacker play, which is why it's my favorite position to evaluate. I think that there's a lot of things that people miss when evaluating linebackers correctly. And I think you're, you know, Ryan, you're, you're all over it. And the cool thing is, is that just, it is the quarterback of the defensive side of the football And that's why, you know, when we talk about just like the glory of great middle linebackers that have played, you know, in college and in in the NFL, we talk about guys like Ray Lewis. We talk about guys like Luke Keekley, who, you know, just the intelligence factor was far beyond, you know, the competitors that they were going against. And then that athletic traits that they had to go with it were just the cherry on top that made them so dominant at that position. You know, everyone always says it. And my, my brother tells a great story about Ray Lewis how he's lining up for the Tampa Bay Buccaneers. 
gets to the line of scrimmage, and Ray Lewis literally just said, hey, like, the play is going here. So-and-so is doing this. And my brother was like, whoa, like, what is going <laughs> on, man? Because this guy totally called out our play at the line of scrimmage. So those things are just, you know, so important. The cool thing is, is all four of these dudes, I think, have that natural instinct um, and natural football IQ that Ryan is speaking on. Yeah, definitely uh, something that's not talked about enough is those instincts because you can have a lot of guys, and we see it all the time at the college level, great athletes that don't really put together that ability to diagnose what's in front of them. It separates the best players and the good players or the mid-tier quality players are those that can bring it all onto the field and make split decisions extremely quickly. And I think a lot right. – Ryan, what do you got? What are you going to say? Well, I was going to say perfect example, Joe, was the 2021 NFL draft because obviously that's what we cover as well. On the other side yeah. of things was there were two linebackers right near the top that went in the top 50 picks. One was Jobman Davis, who was drafted way too high by the now the Washington Commanders, and the other was Nick Bolton, who slid into the second round. Now, on a, on a sheet of paper, if you put down the measurables next to one another – you're going to flock to Jamin Davis because he is near 6'4", 240 pounds, ran in the 4'4s, incredible athlete. Nick Bolton, on the other hand, is 5'11 and 6'8", 230 pounds, runs in the 4'6s comparative to the 4'4s. But on the field, Nick Bolton is a much better football player because the instinctual mm. side of the game. He's always in the right spot, comes to balance. So that's the I think that's the difference maker, man. It's like, yeah, traits matter. They always do physically, right? Like they always do. You always want those – those that physical ability of the player, but especially at linebacker, I always come back to the cerebral qualities of the positions matter so much more than some, because like Matt said, that's the red dot position, right? Like that's the leader of your defense. That's getting mm -hmm. guys lined up, getting in the right spot. You having gap integrity. Those things matter so much on the second level of the defense. Now these four guys, I think fit that description pretty well, some more than others, but that's one thing that you're going to hear brought up time and time again, on today's show our first player that we're talking about today anthony hill the number one linebacker per 247 sports a five-star recruit from ryan high school in denton texas six foot two 225 pounds now the interesting thing about anthony hill he was previously committed to texas a&m now he is currently projected to either texas a&m or texas after he decommitted during the week of november 7th so Hill is a free agent. He is signable for anybody, but he is still a very, very explosive athlete. And I think that we can all agree he fits all the things that we're talking about here that we're looking for in a top tier linebacker. Uh, Matt, I want to go to you first. What are some of the things that stood out to you when you're watching Hill? You were going to the quarterback first? Are you? Uh, no, but uh, <laughs> hey, man, Anthony Hill, he is to me like the epitome of a three down linebacker. You know, first and second down versus a run offense or something like that. Like, he is a guy that's going to get downhill. He's going to shed blocks. He's going to be aggressive, and he is going to get to the ball carrier. I also think that he has enough ability and length and speed to where he's going to be that guy that stays on the field in third down situations in that nickel package, right? Um, he is just like – my first note that I took was just holy shnikes, Tommy boy, because – some of the hits and the way that he looks on the field is just the epitome of what you want at that position. He's got the intimidate, intimidation factor for sure. He's got the size. He's got the strength. He's got the speed. And just like Ryan said earlier, has just those natural instincts of dissecting plays extremely quickly in the backfield. You know, one of my favorite plays too, like – 
you know, just the the fact that he just constantly showed off closing speed on ball carriers and people scrambling in the pocket, that is just something to me at the next level is highly important. Was extremely impressed with Anthony Hill and his ability. I think I think a few of these players, guys, we're going to talk about, you know, are they a will linebacker on the next level? Are they a Mike? Can they play in space a little bit? There's no question where Anthony Hill's playing, man. Like, this is a true Mike downhill football player. He's a striker, right? Like, he's the intimidation factor, to your point, Matt. Like, this is the guy that sets a tone of your defense getting downhill and then just striking. Because the one thing that I love about Anthony Hill's game is that he's very confident in his athleticism, right? You see that. He's very patient. He doesn't really take eye candy much. He kind of just, you know, stays square to the line of scrimmage and just – he remains patient to attack downhill. And when he gets downhill, man, he is a heat-seeking missile, comes to balance incredibly well, and delivers knockout blows as a tackler. Like, that's my right. biggest thing is that this is a true Mike. This is a guy that has the – I mean, I'm surprised that he's only listed at 6'2", 225. As I saw him on film, I'm like, oh, buddy. Oh, man, he looks bigger. Man. I'm like, oh, jeez. No doubt. Like if you would have told me he was six three near two forty, I've been like, "Yep, makes sense." Like he's that he's looks like that type of guy. Like he's the guy though, red dot on defense, intimidator. That's that guy on the on the defense, Joe. And, is he's just going to he's going to intimidate dude, a lot of dudes. And how about the rep at running back where he sprints and runs yes. for like a sixty five yard touchdown? He's and it's not like a you know oh there's a big man running with the football. Like he's accelerating past everybody <laughs> on the field. Like he was displaying. Yep that 40 ability that he has, which is listed at a 4.65. The game speed is definitely a 4.65, and that's what's always important. And, you know, one thing that I really enjoyed, too, there was a play in his highlights that he showed where the quarterback was in shotgun, slowly crept to the line of scrimmage, was about to run a quarterback sneak. Love the fact that he reacted immediately to that, understood that the quarterback was trying to be sneaky and was able to tackle him for a loss in that situation. And that's, again, something where, like, you know, I'm sure at the high school level, they didn't review that as like something, hey, be ready for this play. He just knew that that was coming, reacted and made the play. And those mm-hmm. are the things that you just are so important for that position. Yeah, I think the intimidation factor, though, is is a perfect summation of, of who he is. He didn't have to cherry pick any of those tackles that he put in there. He didn't have to like dig for and, and line up his big hits. Those are all over his tape. Those are yeah. every single game, it seems like the hits that he's laying on these guys. The other thing that needs to be brought up when we're talking about Hill, the guy is really good at turning the football over. There are a lot of plays that were on his tape where he comes in and he's got one of the most aggressive rips uh, I have seen from a a high school linebacker or a young freshman linebacker. My man's got some really nice forearm strength that he can just rip a ball out that easily. That to me is an underrated trait because one, it tells me, He's got the power to do it, but two, he's got the instincts to know, hey, this guy's got the ball a little loose. He's not paying attention. I'm coming from behind. I'm going to come rip this ball out. That's something you can't teach, and I know that it's something that every coach in every single practice at the college level, you work on it every single week, those those track down rip drills, but at a certain point, if the guy doesn't just do it naturally, it's something that might not necessarily come to fruition on the the field. Hill absolutely does that. Yeah, Yeah, he does, and it's just like you can see just he has the heavy-handed rip that you're talking about, right? It's not the forearms, Joe. It's just the heavy hand, the (laughs) six-inch punch, you know, that you're looking for at that position, and it is impressive for sure. Go ahead, Ryan. Sorry to cut you off. Oh, no, no, you're fine. I was just going to say for me, too, another impressive thing, Joe, is that he is – 
in a very high classification of Texas football, right? Like he looks like a man amongst boys a lot on the football field, man. Like there's just a lot of plays where you're just like, that is the dude on the field, right? Like the guy that could potentially play early on the next level at a very important and cerebral position of Mike linebacker. Like I think that he has the opportunity to do those types of things. I mean, he does the little things too, which is really fun. You know, like I talked about the being patient, not being exploited by, you know, being a little bit overzealous. You mentioned the ability to create turnovers, like all those things matter. And I think playing in the classification he does at, at Allen, which is a great high school in the state of Texas, it just shows off. I think just how, college ready he is to make an impact totally and you 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 bring up a great point too ryan because i was so impressed on multiple times how he had the ability to strike someone that was blocking but yet have the ability to kind of like see around the person that was engaging him in that block and that's something that i'm sure you understand better than i did i mean listen i only did that maybe once or twice on interceptions that i threw and not that well (laughs) you know but i was i was routinely impressed by the fact that he can strike, separate his head from the physicality of the block going on, and then be able to redirect, change direction, and bring down the ball carrier. Yep, yep. Explosive now, in uh, tight spaces, has the has the ability yeah. to work in pursuit as well. Like, it's all there athletically. For sure, for sure. Now, it needs to be brought up because, as I mentioned at the beginning of this, Hill was originally committed to Texas A&M, and now he's decommitted. I think there's a possibility that Texas does swoop in there and does end up getting him. This has less to do with Hill and more to do with the issues going on with Texas A&M's recruiting. So do we think that just based on what we think is going on with Texas A&M and some of the likely decommitments, the guys entering the transfer portal, the lack of results on the field, that Hill might not end up being an Aggie after this decommitment, even though he is highly projected to go to Texas A&M. I think it seems unlikely that he ends up going there if he took the time to announce a decommitment at this point in time in his process. It's it's going to be interesting to watch, Joe. I think the thing that you're going to see here is that, look, Texas A&M just had a historic recruiting class in the 2022 cycle. They have a vision that they have been selling to these recruits and some other things on the side, obviously, right? Like we don't have to talk too much about that type of stuff, but Mm -hmm. at some point the upside and the vision has to be actualized on the football field. And what Jimbo is running into now and that staff is that you've had back-to-back eight-win seasons, you know, not really to the level that you wanted to get to. And then this year, I mean, it's just a, it's a disaster. I mean, you're you're sitting there at three and six with as much talent as you have on this football field, and t- pl- recruits don't usually overreact off of a one bad game, right? But when you're three and six, that really starts talking, right? Like you're like, oh, I don't know if this is because this is year four for Jimbo. It's not like this is year two where you're just having some struggles. Right. Like right. this is year mm-hmm. four. So in that regard, I think that there are going to be some players in the Texas A&M class that are going to just rethink and evaluate their opportunity because you're not at National Signing Day yet. You have the chance to change your mind, and they have every right to do that. So I agree. I ultimately do not think he ends up with Texas A&M, but I will say I don't think that he strays too far out of the state of Texas. So I still think he's that Midwestern guy. I think he, you know, University of Texas has a lot of – talking point right now because he's going to be on campus this weekend for a visit so we'll see where he ends up ultimately but in big game exactly so there's a lot riding on this one obviously but i i think that ultimately he's going to stay in the same 
general area just might not be a texas a&m unfortunately i mean you know and you're playing that game too at that age right of just you're you're looking at it like it's the stock market you know what is trending right now and right now the longhorns are trending a little bit more aggressively than the aggies are and you know both schools have a lot to offer but just there's a little bit more buzz and a little bit more excitement on the potential of being you know a texas longhorn and having success in that league with them all right guys let's move on to our second linebacker on today's show one that i know that ryan is very familiar with and this is why i went to <laughs> you first matt because i wanted ryan to be <laughs> okay ready to talk about now we know uh, yeah a guy who's committed to the university of notre dame that being drake mm -hmm. bone the number seven linebacker per 247 sports a four-star <laughs> linebacker recruit from adrian high school maryville indiana six foot two 225 pounds as I said, currently committed to the University of Notre Dame. Now, it is also worth noting, fantastic athlete. He is likely going to be playing baseball at the University of Notre Dame as well. And as we know, going back to the linebacker point, Notre Dame produces some really, really good linebackers at the next level. Now, Ryan, I know that you've done tons of uh, deep dives on this kid and you know a lot about him. Fill us in on Drake Bowen and everything that we need to know. First of all, it's Andrean High School. Just Quick correction there. And Can Dre I ask you a trivia okay. question, Joe? Can I ask you a trivia <laughs> By question? By the way, wait, 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 before you yes. go, you did have the notes in the email and you could have emailed to me that I had a spelling error. No, I'm just kidding. <laughs> you, you, didn't, you, didn't, <laughs> you, didn't, you didn't ask if there were any pronunciation notes, Joseph. You didn't ask that. Uh, trivia question, that's Joe. What okay. is the only college in college football that has three Buckets Award winners in the last 10 years? Well, it's probably Notre Dame, I would assume. Oh, it's Notre Dame. Matateo, <laughs> Matateo, excuse me. Jalen Smith, Jeremiah Wusukoromoa. So they have produced linebackers at a very good fashion as far as developing from high school players to collegiates. Like, they've done a tremendous job in that department. Drake is an interesting case. I actually just had him on our podcast as well. Like, he's a great uh -oh. young man. But he is – I mean, he fits the prototype, right? I mean, we're talking 6'2", 220-plus pounds at this point in his recruitment – corner outfielder that's going to be playing for Notre Dame as well. So two-sports star, very athletic player. And when you look what he does for Andrean, who was still in, in the midst of a state championship run in their high, in the uh, in their region in Indiana, he does a little bit of everything for this team. You know, like there's reps where he's down at defensive end. There's reps where he's playing a true stack position. There's reps where he's out in space, almost covering like a slot defender. There's a lot of things. And they, it's also a very good running back for his school as well. So Andrean asked him to do basically everything for this football field for football team. And I think that lies the best part of his game. This is a versatile football player. I mean, I know for a fact that Notre Dame has talked to him about, Hey, you might be a will at the next level. You might be a Mike. If you get big enough, you may play Rover early on, or you might eventually be a Viper, which is their weak side defensive end. Like there is opportunity mm -hmm out there for Drake Bowen to fit into multiple spots. And I think the versatility is the thing the biggest thing that pops out to me. Despite being an Indiana kid, Joe, he actually was not set at staying home at Notre Dame in the state of Indiana early. He was being heavily recruited by Alabama, and he's got a lot of Southern ties. And Alabama was very attracted to him early on. But he saw the vision, Marcus Freeman. Marcus Freeman, a very successful college linebacker in his own right. James Laurinaitis is on the staff, an Ohio, a former Ohio State star linebacker. Al Golden just coached linebackers in last year's Super Bowl for the Cincinnati Bengals. So there's great linebacker minds, and they really sold him the vision of staying home 
at Notre Dame, and he has turned now into one of the biggest recruiters and leaders of the 2023 class for Notre Dame. So great young man, but more than anything, Joe, it's the versatility and Matt, the versatility that I think really stands out for him. He can do a lot of things on a football field. And I have a feeling that Notre Dame is going to take a take, do a lot to take advantage of everything that he can do as a football player. Ryan, I think you're, you're hitting a, a grand slam on this one too, because when I watch the film, it is just, the first, really, the first things that jump out at me are the fact that unlike Anthony Hill, who lines up at that middle linebacker position every snap, I love the fact that he is a really, really good pass rusher with good lean and flexibility off the edge, and is aggressive with his hands. His running back ability is like is legit. It's nothing where it's like, oh, it's you know, it's pretty good for you know a guy who's just a big tough guy out there. Like, no, he's a legit running back who catches the football really well in the backfield. He runs with power. He runs with athleticism and a good change of direction ability. He's got a jump cut for a guy that's 225 pounds, you know, and and he not only that, but he's punishing people that are trying to tackle him, which Mm. there goes his little linebacker mentality, but (laughs) explosive, powerful, hard hitter. He is a phenomenal form tackler. You know, every hit. He is driving his legs through every single time. Like it's not one of those where he's putting his shoulder into him. Every time it's just like the definition of form tackle, you know, getting his head across, wrapping her up and driving his legs. Just so impressed with that. And I love the fact too, that just like he plays so violently. He really Mm -hmm. does. He plays with no regard to his body at all. I mean, he just plays nonstop relentless football. He's we've said relentless for the few players. This, this, uh, you know, show that we've done here together and now our ninth episode, but he is probably the most relentless football player I've seen on film. And the thing is, what's cool is doubles, you know, plays all three phases of football, kickoff, offense, defense. So clearly the dude is in great shape and we know Joe loves the special teams, you know? Yes. You know, I just, I, I just really, I was a huge fan of him. I really am. I, I was a really, I was super, super impressed with Drake Bowen and his ability. And I do think that he's one of those guys that can play all three of those positions. And my one thing is, like in this day and age, I don't know if he has to necessarily get that much bigger to be a middle mm-hmm. linebacker, just because of this modern age that we're in of just like these aggressive RPO passing games. So. He right. might be one of those guys that has to kind of fight not getting too big, you know, when he gets to that Division One level. Well, and, and an interesting conversation that they've had behind the scenes, Matt, is actually he's a baseball player too. He's going to play baseball right. at Notre Dame, so he probably won't get a ton bigger, you know, like the right. the, the off season training. And you, I mean, most baseball players don't want to get too bulky, right? Like that decreases flexibility, ability to track a ball in the outfield, ability to swing the bat, all that type of stuff, right? So that he might only be 225 pounds at the most. But to your point, with how the NFL has changed, I mean, right now the starting linebacker for Notre Dame at Mike is 6'1", 230 pounds. So, right, like the, right. Game, the game is getting smaller, to your point. So this kid might be the playmaking Mike at the next level. He might be a playmaking Will. He may right. be able to just keep the keep the weight down and play Rover. Like, it doesn't matter. I think the versatility, again, is the biggest sell for me on this one. Yeah, and, you know, that versatility is huge. One thing that comes to, you know, a full head here when you're talking about him that, that shows up on tape, we're talking about how he plays defensive end and he, and he comes off the edge. I think that has really helped him develop a nice stack and shed ability to – understand how to disengage with blocks like that's what i love seeing 
guys that are just so good that high school defensive coordinators say, we're going to move you around. And then when you get to the next level, it makes things so much easier for your coaches to say, we're going to try you out. We're going to use you in multiple spots, but your skills are refined to do a lot of different things. And that's, that's what's going to make him dangerous playing in a defense that has shown a lot of creativity at Notre Dame and heck maybe, and I don't think this is too out of a take. Maybe he's the next Jeff Samarja for Notre Dame that has just a really, really good career at both sports or Pat Connaughton. That's another one, even though he didn't play football, he played basketball, but heck, He's in great company, and he could be that next guy. Even Torrey Hunter Jr. was another player, Joe, that was a wide receiver for Notre Dame but ended up playing minor league baseball, right? Like there's been those guys at Notre Dame that have played multiple sports and have done a good job at it, right? So it's big time, and I think that, you know, for me, he'll be ready to play at Notre Dame if they need him. I don't know if they'll need him at linebacker as a freshman, but like, Matt, is there any question that this kid's going to be like a core team special teamer as a true freshman? Put like, I don't think there's any doubt. Wait, I mean, put I, him out. Put him out there. <laughs> I mean, he is, you know, he's just what you're getting is you're getting a great football player at the end of the day. And I think he's one of those guys, too, where if you're like, you know what, we want you to play fullback in short yardage positions. He's he's one of those guys that you could throw him in there and you can feel confident to throw him a football on a fourth and one, you know, at the goal line. You know, and for him to be a dual sport athlete, for him to go to Notre Dame and play baseball, like that just tells you, too, that the kid has some su- superior like hand-eye coordination. You know, baseball, it, it's like that is just the epitome of just like athleticism as far as dissecting information with your brain and your hand eye and all that being coordinated. So clearly this guy has some some really cool attributes that he's going to be able to take advantage of at that next level. And to that point, to wrap up Bowen, Notre Dame has had really good special teams this season. I don't see a reason why he's not put into special teams. I, I think he's the perfect, like I was just saying, wedge breaker headhunter on on kickoff either one of those spots you put him at guard on punt i'm putting him on punt return i'm sending him right i at mean the shield e- even kick return kick. he's a guy that you could put in that second row and say yeah don't worry about it if the if it's kicked to you go ahead and return it you know because yeah. again Absolutely. he's just a natural athlete that way you know and he kind of reminded me slightly of uh, a kid that i played against in high school brian cushing with his ability to do a little of everything Wow. Ca- casually just throws out that you played against Brian Cushing. I wasn't doing much because he was ripping my head off most of the time, you know, his senior year. <laughs> what, high school you know? was, what high school was he at? He's a Burton Catholic guy. I completely Matt, was he, as, was he as crazy in high school as he was in the NFL? Yes, sir. Correct. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> love it. No, but Brian, Brian. Brian, Brian's a good Brian. dude. I, I, you know, obviously hated him at the time in high school, but – you know, got to know him after, and, you know, he's a great dude, and he's that guy that you don't want to play against, but if he's on your team, you're like, that's our guy, you know. And Joe, Joe he was one of those rare USC players that I absolutely loved with how he played football, man. Like, <laughs> you, you, you guys remember when he was with the Texans and he took off his head and just started headbutting yes. that one offensive lineman? Like, yeah, it's, just, yes. it's a bad dude, man. I'm not messing with that guy. For sure. But I, I feel like, you know, Drake has some of that to him a little bit, you know, with the way that mm-hmm. he plays. You know, and just that versatility again to kind of do a little bit of everything, you know, and that's that's what I was so impressed. Now, our next linebacker is a very different mold, even though he's actually listed as a, as a bigger size than Bowen. That being Troy Bowles, the number four linebacker per 247 sports, four star recruit from Jesuit High School in Tampa, Florida. He's currently committed to the University of Georgia, 6'2, 235. Now, if you're wondering, huh? This guy is in Tampa, Florida. 
His last name is Bowles. Yes, folks, you put one and one together. This is Todd Bowles' son that is committed to the University of Georgia. Guys, again, very different than the first two players we've talked about. I just want to open this up with this when we kick it over to you, Matt, to start talking about Bowles. The coverage skills on this kid are fantastic. There are so few. This is so rare to see a high school athlete that can cover this well this early on passing downs. And I think that that is the main thing that we should be discussing with Bowles because he can play that Tay Crowder type role in Kirby Smart's defense if he translates the things that he's done so far um, at, at his time in high school. Yeah, that's the really the first thing that I noticed, right, was you go back to that junior film and he's playing a little bit more of that outside linebacker, nickel linebacker position. Fast forward now to his senior year, and he is primarily a safety for his team. And I just was amazed by the fact that, you know, he's lightning fast, hard hitter, explosive closing speed, and then just the awareness of obviously, too, just being able to play the passer the way that he does and to be as comfortable in space as he is. You know, and you really see the natural ability, too, of just catching the football and playing coverage and attacking the football from the defense perspective, you know, where most of the time you put those guys on defense because they can't catch it worth a crap. You know, in his case, he is the exact opposite. I feel like he's extremely confident in that. The other aspect, too, which I know, Joe, that you'll love, love the fact that he is blocking punts and picking them up and returning them for a touchdown. And also, too, just his change of direction and his hustle is really something to be excited about too whereas like georgia i'm sure they're going to find a lot of fun ways to use this guy to their benefit as a potential safety that's bigger and stronger in short yardage or third down situations or as a true outside linebacker that can run sideline to sideline and just be that imposing threat for you can we all agree that there's zero chance that he is six foot two or 235 pounds? Can we all agree <laughs> yes. that real quick? Yes. Like that's zero yes. chance. <laughs> I don't care because this kid is a playmaker. I mean, he makes plays all over the field in pursuit in the run game in pass coverage. Like you guys yeah. kind of highlighted already. Right. I think he's got the best natural instincts of all the four players on the list mm-hmm. right now. Like I think that he sees the game at an advanced level for his age. And it makes sense. Which is no shock, yeah. Exactly. It right. makes, it, I mean, it's a very cliche thing to say, coach's son, but, like, you see it, man. Like, he diagnoses and he he's, sees the game incredibly he's well. He's been in the, fa- the film room, you know, for his entire life, you know, and I don't care. Yeah. Like, it's something rubbed off, you know, for that. And I don't know, this the measurables, you know, Todd Bowles is a big man, you know. He, <laughs> he he's a big dude. So, Troy, you know, is going to fill in here eventually. Yep. No doubt about it. And I mean, either way, though, Matt, like he could be that modern Mike, I think, down the line. Right. It's like I don't care that he's I mean, he's probably like six one ish. Right. Like, I don't care how tall he is. Ultimately, though, he's a kid that I think has a frame that he can add weights. But right now, this is a run and chase. Will you throw him out there and you tell him just be all over the field, man, make your reads, play in pursuits, play the passing game, do all those types of things. Because I think this kid can play pretty early, Joe, because I think that he has tremendous instincts and he's a playmaker man and sometimes it's hard to quantify what exactly that means it means that he's around the football because he just has a natural instinct to see the game at an advanced level that's what i see in troy Bowles right now and you see it really in his junior tape a lot where he's a little bit closer to the line of scrimmage i was very impressed with his ability at the at the line of scrimmage when he's in one-on-one situations with tackles that are bigger than him where he did have the ability to separate in a physical aspect but also to just the speed to run around them when he had to and and that's where to me just like 
you know, again, that versatility. He's lightning fast to the football, good mm-hmm. at the line of scrimmage, you know. So there's a lot of, and I even wrote in my notes, just like you said, that just new age linebacker. Like, this yep. is what you want. He's not necessarily like a Mike or a Will. It's like, hey, man, he's a really good football player, and we're just listening about the linebacker position on this down because we had to, you know. Right. He's a, he's a second-level defender. We'll just quantify it like that. Exactly. <laughs> exactly. Don't quantify it as much as Jim Irsay, but I know what you mean. Yeah. <laughs> The uh, the speed is definitely a you know a huge thing, and if you couple that with one thing I love to describe as reckless abandonment, I think that's what makes yeah. him really dangerous. And Matt, you talked about this a little bit earlier on a different guy, how that it's it's really nice to have that in a linebacker, and I would argue it's something that's maybe not talked about enough in general with draft prospects and recruits, guys that are willing to throw themselves at plays full speed, hundred miles an hour to make the play not putting themselves in a position to get themselves hurt, but they're going a million miles an hour because they want to make the play as quickly as possible. They want to get a tackle for loss. They want to get a sack. They want to get the big hit. I think right. that Bowles, he really plays to that description where he is just so reckless, so aggressive, so violent in his movements. And there was one player, or sorry, one play in particular where he took on a block from like a running back or something. I forget. It, I couldn't see exactly what player it was on the field. And he just goes full speed, shoulder in, pops the blocker, makes the tackle. That is Dude. what I mean by reckless abandonment. And, and that blocker wanted no nothing. That. He wanted nothing to do with it. No he smoke. Just it. No like smoke. at the last second, he was like, oh, I don't really want to be at this party, <laughs> you know? And, <laughs> you know, Bowles is like, don't worry, you're out of here. Um, but I, I totally agree. And the thing is, it's kind of like a weird thing for me to say, like, and it probably won't make sense to some people, but like guys like, like Drake and guys like Troy, they play, you know, so hard and so aggressive. They're actually like, they're least likely to get hurt because they're just playing that aggressively. It's like the guys who are a little like, oh, you know, just a little timid from time to time. They're the ones that actually, you know, kind of fall into getting injured more often than not. You know, so yeah. that's where like with Troy, like you could just see the IQ, how comfortable he is in multiple situations at multiple positions. You know, that's where it's just, man, like it, again, you know, for Georgia, you're just getting a great football player. You know, and, and you have a lot of leeway in finding ways to get him acclimated into that next level. And including just like we talked about with Drake with special teams. I mean, this guy has the explosiveness at the line of scrimmage to be a great, you know, punt blocker for them at that next level to cover kicks, you know, which everyone always kind of glosses over. And I think we do a great job of covering that and showing love to the special teams because we know how important that is. Joe, with the uh, with the first round selection in the 2027 NFL draft, the Tampa Bay Buccaneers select Troy Bowles, linebacker, Georgia, to place for his father. You're, you're being a little optimistic that Todd Bowles is still going to be with the Tampa Bay Buccaneers. Oh, we're, we're just oh. being fair. Let's just I, worry about I, this season right now, man. That's 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 true, but nonetheless, I do believe in Todd, though. I do. I, I love Todd. He's a great dude, and uh, I was fortunate enough to be coached with him for a short period of time in New York when he was with the Jets, and just uh, you know, class act guy mm-hmm. that uh, you love to play for and love to love to let you be uh, you know a part of his team. Yeah, and his son extremely talented, and I'm sure in like probably less than two years, probably in a year, we'll be talking about. Like, oh, who's this Bulls kid? Who's who's this kid that's making <laughs> yeah. plays all over Georgia's defense, especially with the defensive linemen that we talked about that are going to be playing in front of him 
And now in a shocking turn of events, very, very shocking turn of events on this show, we've got another top defensive player that is committed to the University of Georgia that we're talking about. Raylan Wilson, our last player on today's pod, uh, number two linebacker per 247 Sports, another four-star recruit, Lincoln High School in Tallahassee, Florida, six foot two, 213, the lightest of the group of guys that we're talking about here. Now, guys, fantastic athlete. And Ryan, I'm going to let you take it away on Wilson, but I have to bring up, we harp on special teams so much on this show because, <laughs> first of all, it's important for, for young guys to get onto the field. You know, it's it's how these guys yeah. are going to get their early contributions and get their experience. But I, as a former college special teamer, I'm going to be focused on it. But the fact <laughs> that my man is a linebacker and put punt returns on his film is, first of all, hilarious and amazing. It got me so juiced up at the start of his film that he put that in there, that his team is asking him to return kicks. And I love it. <laughs> I don't know how many linebackers in the country are doing that for their teams, but to start <laughs> off your tape with that, it's electric. It's fantastic. Ryan, your thoughts on Wilson? <laughs> well, I mean, and he's a pretty darn good punt returner, too. I mean, that, I think it was like the second clip of that highlight tape. He was weaving through, breaking tackles, takes one back to six. Like, this is an interesting football player, man. I think, like Troy Bowles that we talked about, this is a Mike linebacker. At the, I mean, a, a, sorry, a Will linebacker at the next level because he's a little bit of a smaller kid, 6'2", 213 pounds listed right now, has a frame to hold 220-plus very easily at the next level. But right now, his best part, Joe, for me is that he is a very – he's a very good player in pursuit right now, right? Like he has a nice level of speed. He works in pursuit very well. I mean, it's one of the first plays on that, on that tape where they run, are running like buck sweep away from him. And he's able to track the guy all the way down to the sideline. You're like, okay, if he can work and make those types of rangy plays from the backside, like that's special stuff. And then you look yeah. at his stats. I mean, I think he had like 140 tackles as a junior, 17 and a half tackles for loss. Was a really just a playmaker for that defense. So the, the, the lightest guy on the list, according to the measurables that are out there, he has the frame to be, again, that modern-day linebacker, but he's a run and chase will in my book. I think he's going to make a lot of plays, working in space, doing all those types of things. Very good athlete, and I think he's just a good all-around football player. Like, instincts are good. Athleticism is good. And I think he's going to make a lot of plays for the Georgia Bulldogs as a playmaker on that second level. Yeah, I, I totally agree, and I think really he is probably the – uh, most raw out of the the four that we're talking about today. I do think that he has a tremendous upside. You know, he's quick, he's sudden, he's explosive. You talked about the pump returning, pump returning abilities, excuse me. We, we saw highlights, too, of him playing very comfortably at the running back position as well. Closing speed. He looks long and, and just, like, athletic on the football field. And, and I feel like that's something, too, where, like, in that college weight program, like we've discussed so many times, you know, there's an extra 10 or 15 pounds of just like good football weight there to be added easily. Mm. Um, I think he's like almost going to be that perfect uh, quarterback spy, right? In these like obvious third down situations in nickel and in dime where it's just like his length, his size and ability, you know, in those obvious third and long passing situations are going to be perfect. Like let him hug the line of scrimmage. As soon as the quarterback tries to get out of the pocket, he's going to be that dude that just can hawk him down and bring him down for a sack. Um, the change of direction stuff to me was like probably what jumped off the most. 
his ability to put his foot in the ground, redirect. You know, you didn't quite see that power as you did with the other three with that change of direction coming to balance, like Ryan mentioned earlier. But you do see at least just that foot speed and athleticism to be balanced and change direction on a dime, you know, at the size and the frame that he has. Um, again, Georgia, like, you know, man, just killing it as far as the players that we've seen that are projected or committed to them. And you could see why, you know, they are the best team in the country right now because every player that we've talked about that's going to Georgia just fits the mold of being a really good football player, tough and relentless, and just has some attributes that kind of like jump off the screen. And Raylan Wilson is perfect for them and is a guy like that I think two or three years from now, like you said earlier, is going to be like, whoa, who is this kid Wilson all of a sudden? Because he's the guy to me that can make the biggest jump from where he is now to the next level. And he and that punt return background is it's a great note to make when you talk, Matt, about the ability to change direction, right? Like right. the thing about punt return versus kick return, is punt returners need to have that ability to make some guy miss, right? To to kind of move diagonally and laterally right. and make those types of moves. And I think you see that in his linebacker play. He does redirect really well in space. That's why I think again, working as that run and chase pursuit linebacker, I think that that early on is going to be his best calling card. You know, can he get big enough to play? more of a Mike linebacker role, I, I don't know. But all I know is that the work that he has in space and changing direction, I think gives him a really nice baseline to develop at the next level. And, and we talked about it in the pre-show too, his 100 meter, 11.19, you know, 400 meter, 50.6. I mean, th- that's flying, you know, that, and we've seen that a few other players uh, that we've discussed in the past, like Shandavian too as well, who had that ability in that track you know, a uh, uh, track star ability, you know, and to go with it, the GPA 4.1, you know, and, and to me, that's just, again, what we talk about at the position of linebacker, you know, 4.1 GPA He's getting it done to the classroom and it's going to apply it to the football, football class as well. Good luck to teams in the SEC <laughs> that are going to be facing off against this linebacking duo. In all seriousness, we talk about how Georgia reloads. They are reloading at a serious clip and I'm sure as we've got two more position groups to go through before we kind of recycle through, we're going to be talking about more Georgia kids. Folks, thanks for tuning in at Joe DeLeon, at Rise and Draft, at Sims Complete QB. Hit that subscribe button wherever you're tuning in. And if you're watching us on Stadium, make sure you find us on YouTube or wherever you can uh, tune into a podcast. We are there. We'll be back with more Talking DBs on next week's episode.